Support for Podcast by Night comes from Midnight Syndicate. To find out more about their gothic horror instrumental music, please visit MidnightSyndicate.com. Welcome back to Podcast by Night. This is your host, John Long. I'm Jen. <laughs> and with us today on this, our third supplemental episode, we have our special guest returning with us. Please say hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. Oh, wait, no. Hi, I'm Michael. That's what you meant. I see what you did there. <laughs> Classic. All right. Yes, we've brought Michael back to help us with some of these because, well, he's a fairly knowledgeable guy, and he also storytells the game that we play in. He and Patrick run that uh, beauty, and uh, yeah, we just love him for it. Yeah, people have been telling me I'm a smart Alec and smart other things my whole life, so I'm glad that's finally coming in useful, coming in handy, I should say. <laughs> you're you're a genius on multiple levels. All right, so today for this supplemental episode, we are going to be discussing the topic of how to get out of trouble. This could be something that's a little daunting for new players when they first show up to a, you know, you've been to a game or two, but somebody still runs up on you and wants to rochambeau you, and you're like, whoa, hey, whoa, uh, what do I do? But that's just the challenge por portion of it. There's also the playing portion or acting portion of getting out of trouble like sort of smooth talking you know you pull your han solo out of your back pocket and uh see where that leads you if you anyone pull pulls han solo out of their back pocket do you know how excited i would be oh my god <laughs> i'd be like oh my god it's han solo and you're so hot wait I i'm confused we pull out the han solo and we shoot them before they attack us is that we shoot first that's what's yes. going on Hey, that, that is, yes, that is a way to get out of trouble. So <laughs> that works both ways. Cha-ching. So, you know, it happens to everybody, whether you're a new player who's just walking in the door or an old experienced player, something goes cattywampus, something goes awry, you made a plan or somebody surprised you and you're like, and now you're stuck in it. You don't know. You didn't plan for this. You don't know what's going on. You're in trouble. What do you do? What do you do? Could come at guns blazing, but mm -hmm. or... you could try to. I was gonna say uh, one option is gun, you can go out guns blazing. Another is you try to smooth talk your way through the system. That's right. You got to remember uh, your response is going to be typically. It's going to be uh, in fight or flight. Fight or flight. It's your your response is going to be dictated typically by your character, the way you've been playing your character, and the situation. Like if you're in the middle of a Camarilla court, chances are guns blazing is not going to be an option. Mm, yeah, unfortunately, Toriador get a little pissy about that. That's right, but it's you know, but again, with the Toriador following that train. They've got their beautiful presence that can really sort of smooth things over. And, you know, if the target is not too aware, shall we say, or alert in the new rules, uh, they, they won't even know that they've, you know, suddenly they're your friend. I like you. I like you so much, Sean. I don't know why I you're, wanted to hit you. You're my new friend. Oh, thanks, Jen. 
the ability to entrance one's enemies so that suddenly they're uh, not your enemy, they're your friend. Is it kind of a nice uh, skill to have? Absolutely. All right. So, Michael, as a storyteller, and I'm, I'm sure you've narrated your fair share of conflicts, give us a, an example or two of um, getting into trouble and how you've either witnessed or you yourself have gotten out of it. Uh, so I will start off since we were talking, Toriador, uh, when the Pillsbury Salt game that I'm a storyteller for now started, I was, a, I was a player just like anyone else. It was actually the first time I'd ever played Vampire, and I played a Toriador uh, by the name of Marcus Jonak. And uh, he was a uh, he was a Toreador neonate, but he was about ninety years old. It's just he he was very low power on the on the blood. And uh, my perspective of what happened, I'm sure, would be slightly different than the people on the other side of the table of all of this. Um, but uh, I felt I was playing Marcus, you know, really really straight, out of earnest of like I want to make these deals, I want to make things happen, I want the court to be stable. And other people felt that I was being extremely disruptive and that I was being uh, uh, Mr. Know-it-all and trying to stick my nose into elder business when I was but a neonate. So I caught a lot of flack about a lot of things that I felt weren't really my fault, but okay, I'm the little man on the totem pole. Things run downhill and all that. There was one particular instance. Sorry, I, I got a little uh, off track there, but there's one particular instance where... Uh, I had come into possession of some information, and I shared that information with two people, and those two people kept sharing that information until suddenly almost all of the court knew that this muckety-muck NPC was going to be coming into town, and that NPC got assassinated. And I got caught up after that of like, well, how did you find out, and why did you tell people? I was like, well... That person told me, and I, I only told those two people because they, they were people that I was supposed to tell about this. Sorry. Um, and it, it became a thing. And I got called in by one of the Toreador elders, as the character, uh, into this meeting. And I walk in as, as the character, and this Toreador elder standing there, and the sheriff is there, and the, the scourge is there, and the seneschal is there, and couple of the deputies are there and suddenly becomes oh well well what's all what's all this about and the toreador elder says hey so uh oh look your your tie is a little messed up let me fix your tie here real fast so she reaches over and stabs my character in the throat and that was round one of combat <laughs> and so here is my neonate toreador who is specced to be a an influence guy not a combatant in a room with essentially all of the court's militants in the house of an archon. So if things go wrong and the archon wants to make things not get out, the archon will make sure things do not get out. So I uh, had to think quickly, had to uh, be on my feet, and uh, I tried a little bit of talking, and that just got me grappled by the person uh, who came in behind me. And then I said, hey, I'm going to activate Majesty, which is one of those presence powers that Toreador has. And it means that people, unless they are actively able to, re to resist or spend willpower to try to break the, uh, the effect, they can't even be rude to me, let alone attack me. I got one person who did not resist that. So here we have all of the court's militants still, this elder Toreador still, wanting to kill me. It was bad, but uh, I kept kind of talking 
and tried to sow enough disinformation as to, no, 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 what you've heard is not the truth. And honestly, most of what I said was true. I just flavored things a little bit so that they were uh, uh, not quite so bad on me, just more bad on other people. And it uh, actually had one of the storytellers at the time come to me and say, hey, would you like a little help in trying to get out of this? I was like, no, no, no. I, I, I've been playing this character for a year. If if he goes out in a blaze of glory, I want to play. I want to be there for that moment. So I, I talked, and there was enough seeds and enough people going, whoa, wait a second. This is not exactly the right way we're supposed to be able to do this. And because I was able to keep talking long enough, enough people were able to talk themselves out of attacking me. So about that time, the guy playing the Archon comes storming into the room going, what are you all doing in my house? And I said, hey, Mr. Archon, they're attempting to break the traditions, and can I please leave now? And he said, yeah, get out of here. All of these people will now owe you favors because they've been bad. So they got spanked by the Archon. Uh, I walked out of there owing major boons on a lot of people, and uh, I was actually able to transition that almost failure, that almost character death, all of that trouble that I'd been getting into for a year into an opportunity to actually get the Machiavellian prodigy merit, and my character essentially walked out of that room an elder when he'd walked in a neonate. And now all of those people couldn't do a thing to me for the rest of the game. And it was just a, a little bit of extra talking and delaying the inevitable final punch that would have killed me. Holy cow. I remember that interaction because <laughs> I seem to be one of the staff on the other end of that going, oh my god, what's going on here? That was crazy. That was some, like, doctoral level, level you know, fast talking to get out of that kind of situation. Holy crap. Well, and actually, I still had moves to play because a couple of people in the room actually owed me major boons. So I was about to say, hey, I'm calling in my major boon on you, sir. Go attack. Go make sure this other guy can't attack me. And I was going to essentially use my boons to cut their attacking force in half to try to give me a chance to run out of the room. Um, fortunately, it, it didn't come to that. But that was like the next that was the next and last arrow I had in my quiver. And finally got to a point where enough people had kind of talked themselves out of attacking me. So that's a personal uh, story of the, hey, uh, my character got in trouble for, I say, not things that I did, things that other people did. But I, I got in trouble. I, got in a, I was locked in a room with the militants of the court about to be killed on a non-Elysium ground and was able to walk away with, my, uh, with actually only having taken zero points of damage in that whole fight, which was another trick that got played up in there, too. Wow, that's actually pretty amazing. That's a great interaction. Uh, let's, but you've been playing uh, Marcus. I love Marcus for a, a whole year at that point. So you had you had quite a bit in the you know back stock of uh, abilities, your disciplines, things that you as you said your quiver was was fully loaded to help you deal with that problem. Uh, right, I, I definitely had spent some XP on a few, on a few things, but I. I had started the character, and the focus of the character was always influence, the ability to go out into the mortal world and get things done in the mortal world. So my ability to punch a person or shoot a person or even run away super fast, I didn't have those. All I had was that ability to be social and sort of and try to fast talk my way out of problems. 
Um, other other characters, like if, if it had been switched around a little bit and it was a bunch of Toreadors trying to gang up on the sheriff, no, no doubt the sheriff would have pulled out his claws and his guns, and that's how he would have defended himself because it was the it was what the character called for, the character idea, and the mechanics of the character would have supported. Okay, so Jen and Michael, if we have... Say that this is your third game. You're really enjoying playing a LARP and masquerade in the, in the masquerade in the world of darkness, and you come into you come across a scenario similar to that, not to that degree, because clearly you have to get a lot of enemies to be able to get to that point. But what would you say some tips to a a, a newbie neonate to help them deal with um, conflict resolution? Well, I have a couple of thoughts, but Jen, you want to go? Yeah, I'd say the first thing you always have to remember, no matter what level you're at, is that always take a deep breath. Remember, this is a game. So, and this is a game of survival less than winning, if that makes sense. So if you have that going into any situation, it's not that you are going to destroy the other person. Just get out of it alive. So that... That means what whatever you're going to do, it's whatever it takes to survive. I mean, I think that, like you said in your example, Michael, the thing that Marcus Jonak did was not start going in guns blazing. He said, okay, what, what do I need to do to survive this situation? Because I'm not going to be able to fight off these guys. I'm not going to win in that situation, but I have these strengths. I can talk and I can, as long as I can just keep another moment ahead, eventually I will, I will survive this. So I would say the first rule of thumb, just remember it's about survival, not winning. I would also say that in your example, Michael, play with your strengths. Um, if your strength is, is being more social than fighting, then Work with that. If you realize you're not going to be able to go toe-to-toe fisticuffs with someone, remove yourself from that situation however you you can do it, whether it's talking your way out of it or simply just running away from it. Or if you're in a situation with an elder who's just really out there to give you grief and make your life miserable, you recognize they're the elder, you're the neonate, and you say, Yes, my elder. No, my elder. Whatever you say, my elder. You. What you, you talk about, elder? Yeah, you roll with the situation. So I think those are some really good rules of thumb to just keep in mind. Anytime you're in a in a crazy situation where you're like, "Wow, okay, I'm outnumbered and the fix is in. How do I deal with this?" Sometimes it's not about shooting first; it's just surviving. Great, Michael. Uh, so my suggestion, especially. Game, game two, game three, maybe you haven't gotten a lot of XP. You're like, oh, maybe maybe I do want to be a fighter type. And if I get back in the corner, I am going to, you know, pull out my claws, pull out my guns, whatever. And I'm going to I'm going to try to fight. But I realize that the I'm not the biggest dog in this fight kind of thing. The, 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 the other people that are coming after me are stronger. They they've been playing a year. So they've got much more XP than me. They're, they're able to punch uh, harder, faster, all that jazz. Then I say, play the character. Figure out what it is that is truly intrinsic to your character. What is your character's perspective, outlook, and try to play to that strength, that idea of, no, 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 I just want to do X. 
you're blaming me for Y and Z, but I've only ever wanted to do X. And I'm sorry if Y and Z have caused you problems, but I've always been for X and just play, play the strength of the character. That is far, far more than abilities that I had as the, in Marcus Jonak was I played the character and the character talked a lot and he tried to listen to what people were saying around him and add to that. And that that's that's all I did. It's I, I used one I actually in that fight I used two abilities. N- one worked in that uh, I didn't take a point of damage, and the other only worked in that I got one person who didn't want to punch me in the face. Everyone else in the room still did. I couldn't rely on the abilities. I couldn't rely on the XP. I just had to keep talking, and that's what the character did. So I just played the character hard, and if you play the character. Not, not only will other players turn around and go, wow, this person's, you know, a really good, you know, role player. They're, they're doing well. They've really got a feel for this character. Uh, they're they're going to respond to that. But just keeping that character's perspective in your mind will will really help in a lot of those situations. Right. Oh, that those are both great pieces of advice. Uh, I do want to add into a um, – for all the people out there that aren't familiar with the rules – there is also the notion of fair escape. It is a it is the mechanic in the game that allows you to attempt to get away scot free. And I highly recommend using it if you have the opportunity, especially if you're a character who's not built to be a combat character. Fair escape is perfectly legitimate. I mean, as I said, survival is paramount. If your character it doesn't have a good reason or personality trait that means they're going to stand and fight the fight run away better to run away than to be killed because you weren't smart enough to run away you look like the brave sir robin that's right bravely run away bravely run away monty python reference for anyone out there listening who doesn't quite know that one yet if you don't know monty python i'm just sad all right so i think that about wraps it up for this nugget of knowledge this kernel of truth supplemental episode uh so we've learned play your character be true to the role play talk your way if you can't shoot your way out remember fair escape and if you have questions ask yes always ask all right well thank you everybody for tuning in this week we'll be back with another full episode or in the case of life happens uh these supplemental episodes are meant to fill the gaps between those longer episodes and also to, as we said, give little bits of, uh, of knowledge and gameplay that we can't really fit into a full episode, but we feel is relevant to everyone's knowing. Little tasty bits of knowledge. That's right. All right. Well, my name is John. I'm Jen. And I'm guest star Michael Steinbach. Yes, Michael Steinbach. All right. And we're, we're going to guest star there. Yes. Yes. We <laughs> get the pay bump for that. All right, and we will be bringing Michael back for a few more of these. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. All right, well, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. And if you want to get a hold of us outside of our normal podcast hours, you can find us at Podcast By Night on Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at By Night Podcast. Or you can email us with any questions, thoughts, uh, opinions, you know, anything you want to communicate to us. You can do that at podcastbynight at gmail.com. 